Hey everybody, my name is Alex and this is Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. Um, before we get started, thanks to everybody who's been listening to the Super Crooks episode. If you haven't listened to the Super Crooks episode, um, it is in the podcast feed in whatever app you're using to listen to this right now. And um, it's the podcast before this one, so go check it out. Now, before we get started on what I want to talk about, um, I do want to mention that the new year is coming up and... In the new year, I want to make a um a, I want to make some changes to the podcast, mostly so it flows better and it just it feels better because this the Sunday edition I want to be a little bit more freeform, but the Thursday but the more regular Thursday episodes I want to actually add more to so it, it not just so it flows better and it plays better, but so you, the listener, get more out of it. So um, I'm not going to say what that is yet, but I, I hope you like it. So um, I just started collating things and like getting that process started this morning. So um, look forward to that. And on that note, what I want to talk about this episode, this Sunday edition is um, representations of disability of people with disabilities in anime. And I've talked about this a bunch actually on this podcast because it's actually one of my expertise when um before the arrival of coronavirus into all of our lives, I actually used to do this as a regular panel in um in an anime convention in New York City that at the time it like at the time we all stopped going to those things because also just a quick public service announcement. If you're listening to this and you went to Anime NYC, you should probably go get tested for coronavirus because um, someone caught the Omicron variant while at Anime NYC. <laughs> so um, definitely go and get yourself a free test or if you're not vaccinated, um, get yourself text- tested and then vaccinated because, yo, Omicron was hanging out with you in that room. <laughs> Maybe. That's not great. Um, but before um, before that kind of thing used to be a normal occurrence, I that the panel that I ran was like, they gave me the biggest room. They gave me the biggest room for two of my panels. Um, one of them was... A panel on um, called "Mommy and Daddy Hate You," and actually, some of you might listen to me because of the panel because I used to say like, "Hey, I've got a podcast." Um, at the beginning and end of both of both of all my panels, but one of them was "Mommy and Daddy Hates You," a um, and it was basically a organized chaotic list of um, of parent of bad parents from anime which was always fun and was designed to, like, put butts in seats, but it was also designed to put butts in seats so I could tell people about my other better, more important panels, the two of which were um, Full Metal and Beyond, an exploration of disability in anime, and, um, and Welcome, to Cyberpunk, Welcome to Your Cyberpunk Future, which is all about cyberpunk. What was also, like, a spinoff of, the, of my panel about 
disability in anime. Now, the reason why I want to talk about this is because I, um, I didn't get caught by much, um, in terms of the, uh, in terms of Cyber Monday this year. Oftentimes, I get caught by a lot, like, I, like, Cyber Monday, for me, like everybody else, is Cyber Monday and Black Friday and, like, the, the like, the deal season. is a time of, um, it's a time of me getting a lot of stuff that I wouldn't otherwise get any other time of year because it is very expensive. But two, two kinds of anime I tend to like are obviously anime with depictions of disabled people in them and anime that are like that are like set in a in like an underworld setting like a like a seedy bad violent kind of underworld setting call me fucking 13 if you want but i tend to like them but i also tend to like them i tend to like them well written which brings me to one of my purchases for cyber monday which was a uh, which was a not well-written one of those, and, and a well-written one of those. Don't worry, I got Jormungand, the full collection of Jormungand, in the same in the same order, so it saved me from being a total trash fire. Um, and that show is Gangsta. And if you know anything about Gangsta, you probably know it for putting the Studio Monglobe out of business, because it just, like... I don't, but I don't necessarily think that's because the show was bad. But the show, to be clear, is not great. Like it starts out okay and doesn't go well. It doesn't go well from there. It's not, and part of this is because the um, manga author has been. I don't know if she's, and I don't want to talk like this and be macabre. But I don't know if she's still alive because I know she's been struggling with lupus for years and she goes in and out of writing the manga and she is very clearly you can tell by the giant hands in the source material a um a former shoujo or shoujo eye um author because she makes just giant hands which means she used to write yaoi and it's weird um but the interesting the most interesting part of that of gangster for me is the character of Nicholas Brown, who they call Nick in the show. He because not only is he one of the show's like weirdly super powered um characters in the form of like a Twilight and in the in this show Twilights are essentially low grade X Men who um have some variant of super strength but also were an enslaved class of people until, like, until, like, 15 years ago, basically. So, like, in in Nicholas's living memory, he was a slave child, basically. Um, and, but what's most interesting is that Nicholas is actually deaf. And if you've been watching, um... Disney, Marvel's Studios, um, Hawkeye, 
you'll know that there are quite a few death characters in Hawkeye. But what's also interesting about Hawkeye is they made Hawkeye death, and they do a really good job of being like, of course he's fucking death. He's been he's been just a dude next to explosions for like decades now, and it sucks. And he, it's like it's a hazard of him um, doing his job, and he even clearly mentions it as such. And one of the like best scenes. So far, as I've seen the show, spoiler alert for Hawkeye, if you have Disney Plus, you can literally go watch this scene right now. Um, I'm not even up to date on it, so low-grade spoiler alert, I guess. But the scene where he gets a call from his kid and his hearing aid has been broken and his kid doesn't know. And he's too ashamed to tell them because of the way it broke. And he... He has to have his, the, like, the other main character in the show, the, like, um, female lead of that show, she translates what he's saying onto a, like, a notepad and helps him through the conversation because the, it's one of his kids and his kids can't, and his kid can't get it, like, oh, he's trying to tell me he doesn't have his hearing aid in. I need to text him. And it's this, like, heartbreaking scene because in that moment you realize that that's, that's what, um, what's it called? That's what, um, he lost as a result of his job and he wasn't always deaf. And it's a real struggle for him and it shows this moment of him struggling with that in a way that, like, a disabled from birth person wouldn't that make any sense now the other but the other thing that they're doing that they're doing there is they're doing something that isn't as easy as you think and I'm gonna go back to um I'm going to go back to actually um not just gangster but full metal alchemist for this because gangster both gangster and full metal alchemist handle these their disabled characters very differently. Gangsta handles their very differently than Full Metal Alchemist because Full Metal Alchemist also does the same thing as um what's it called? As Hawkeye. In that the disabled character the main disabled characters in Full Metal Alchemist Ed and Al are both male. And I know this sounds weird, but if you go back and you look at a lot of, especially in anime, depictions of disabled people in anime, you'll find a lot of women. You, you'll find a fair amount of men too, but it, it's, lots of times, it's overwhelmingly, an overwhelmingly female depiction of disability. Now, why is this a thing? It, that's probably because it's easier, at least in my eyes, to feel sympathy for a, for a depiction of a female character in any kind of media. And part of this comes from the same part of the reason that psychologically lots of people trust 
female narrator more than they trust male narrator. They, however, and this is important, they think male narrators have more authority. And so you have this weird, you have this weird thing where if you're a disabled female character, oftentimes the overwhelming feeling for you is sympathy, earned or unearned. And the reason why, if you look at um, Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Gangsta, or even Hawkeye, which I'm inspired this, so I'm including, that they use a male disabled character as the lead is because they want they want you to rec they want you to recognize them as a character and they want to portray disability in a less oh I'm so sorry oh sympathy takes over kind of way. Because if you go and you look at something like A Silent Voice or um, the movie Josie the Tiger Josie the Tiger and the Fish, which if you haven't seen that movie, I think it's out on um, DVD Blu-ray, which means that I have to freaking find and own that thing. Um, you should go see that movie. It's incredible. Also, if you haven't seen A Silent Voice, you should go see that movie. It's incredible. But there's an underlying feeling of, like, there's an underlying feeling of, like, sadness and sympathy to a certain point with that, with both those movies because you're dealing with a female character. And you're dealing with a female character who's very clearly like one side of a romantic relationship. And while that's great, that's a great like story to tell. And it's like it, both of those movies were, were like me in the theater almost crying. <laughs> um, one alongside Kia and Kia was, Kia was looking at me like, "Are you are you cool? Are you like do I do I need to like." Do I need to hug you? I we don't hug much. I'm like, no, I'm cool. I'm cool. Please don't hug me. It's weird. Um, but the the way those move, the way those movies function, the way the, all these shows function, they function based on what they want you to feel for the disabled character. And in the case of Gangsta. They want Nicholas to have a certain amount of, like, scary dude, but then instantly, like, can be pushed around by his best friend slash, like, slash, like, older brother slash, like, contract holder in the show's, um, in the show's, uh, lingo. But the, uh, but the other thing I want to note is that the, like, explosion of... Disabled characters, at least in Western media, seemed pretty guided by the idea that they want a disability that can be shown instantly without being shown, but also can be hidden when necessary. So in the um, Hawkeye, in Hawkeye, they use they use deafness. As a really visual medium, because they show sign language, which is great. Which, which is like, I hope this is like Disney stealth encouraging people to learn how to sign, because I can't sign, because the two-handed 
it's a two-handed form of communication, and I don't have two hands to use that way. Um, but I think the one-handed way, like you can straight up spell words with one hand. Um, but it's a very visual, instantly visual thing. And there's a death character in um, in Disney's in the in the Eternal movie that Disney just put put out too. And they do the same thing. You see her sign. You see her and another character sign all the time. And it's it's a very visual form of it's it's a very audio visual actually form of um a disability because you can hear the sound from the other person's perspective. You can hear the sound from the deaf person's perspective by messing with the audio. So in the case of Hawkeye, you see there's a moment where he opens like a freezer door and it, the click of the freezer door cues the sound to be all muffled the way he hears it since he is hearing impaired. And then also the... Um, the, uh, there's a scene, like, I think in episode one, where they do that in a fight scene for Nicholas in Gangsta. And because of the audio-visual element of, um, and also, they, do, they like, part of the reason why I got Gangsta is because, like, I, I watched the, like, I watched that show more than anyone should. It's not, like I keep saying, it's not a great show. Because of the depiction of Nicholas as a disabled person, like, in the world, and the fact that he's competent, but all the other characters are, basically every character in that show, like, either speaks slowly so he can read their lips, or they know how to use sign language. <laughs> Which is, like... It, I'm not the kind of disabled person who needs a kind of, like, accommodation made for me by anybody else. But one of the few... And I'm going to thank Kie for this. Um, one of the few... Like, like I'm going to thank Kie and Lauren for this, my co-host on... The person who I co-host with on um, the Uncanny Curve podcast. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. Both Kie and Lauren, when they see I'm having a hard time, like, say, at a buffet full of food, they will just hold my plate. Or, like, they will do things because they're like, ah, Alex, Alex only has one hand. He might need help with this. And Lauren asks. Kie just does in, like, a weird, like, shadow person way, which... Like, when I notice it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why people think we're married. Okay. <laughs> but, um, the, the, kind of, in Gangsta, and if you, if you are a disabled person looking for, um, looking for anime recommendations, uh, please reach out to me. You can, um, find me on Instagram. Uh, you can actually find the Lunchbox Radio handle on Instagram. Um, you can also find me at Alex Holt Cohan on Instagram. Um, but 
please reach out. I have recommendations just up the wazoo. The, the choice of demonstrating deaf characters in media and kind of from a silent voice to gangsta to Hawkeye to any number of representation to the Eternals is this like um is this is finally a choice of representing disabled people in a way that also worked from a filmmaking perspective because you see these characters like the use of the unique use of like the audio of film and the visual of film allows you to have kind of a fuller experience of what that character might experience if that makes any sense the others the other part of it is that they could go one step further like you you could totally go one step further um the character of Bucky from, um, from Cap, from um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series, or even much of the Marvel universe, is makes a lot of sense. He is straight up like a dude with one arm, like he's got a robot arm, but when he doesn't have that attached, he's not super useful, <laughs> and that emulates what you see in Full Metal Alchemist. And, but also, you don't feel the same kind of, like, sympathy for him, probably because, once again, he is a male character. So that's the other thing I wanted to, like, congratulate media on media in general for doing, is oftentimes, many times, as a disabled adult man, <laughs> like, it, seeing depictions of... Dis- people with disability and disabilities and oftentimes they are disabled female teenagers is a way different thing. It's like there's a lot more psychological psychologically going on in someone's feelings towards a young girl who is disabled than an adult who, like, it's just living in the world with a disability who's a guy because of the way that society feels towards men, because of the way that society treats adults versus treating kids with, with, I mean, they have a phrase for it, they call it kids clubs, and towards the way that you just feel sympathy. And on that note, um, I don't want to run over on this one, but if you like this episode, new episodes come out every Thursday and Sunday. Thursday is a more traditional episode. It's about a show or a movie or a property. Um, if you want an example of that, you can go listen to the Super Crooks, Super Crooks episode. I had a lot of fun watching that show and talking about that show, so you should go listen to it. Um, and the Sunday editions are more metatextual, they're more about the industry, about, like, media, about, like, 
just the fandom, that kind of stuff. So, um, until Thursday, I have been Alex. This has been Lunchbox Radio, Sunday edition. And I'll talk to you then.